Welcome back to part two on the Northern Fire podcast talking about Otzi the Iceman. The last time uh, we did something on this, me and Hamish got together and we basically rambled at each other on some of the things that we had heard that we thought were cool about Otzi. Uh, Because there's no doubt about it, he's an absolutely fascinating character. And there's some things that are undeniably awesome, uh, regardless of any science that's been done on him. Uh, so some of the things that we talked about in the last one definitely hold up, but after talking to uh, after talking to Andreas about this, I didn't realize how off I was on some of it that you know that is just outright fake news, and uh, it's much more interesting to hear the truth about him. So uh, I hope, you know, bear with me on this, and uh, let's find out more about this fascinating Iceman. Andreas, thank you so much for joining us for this. How are you keeping? Yeah, thank you for the invitation. <laughs> um, could you please tell me, uh, what's the name of the, the museum that, that you represent and what you do there? I'm working for the South Tyrol uh, Museum of Archaeology and we are exposing one of the famous mummies of the world called uh, the Iceman or Ötzi uh, as local people uh, call him. Well, um, as I'm sure you've guessed, hence us contacting you for this, you know, we are also absolutely fascinated by him as well. Um, so I, I thought I'd uh, just kick it off by, um, I'd like to know more about his tattoos and how they were done, if you could elaborate on that. Mm-hmm. Yes, the Iceman has the oldest tattoos of the world and he has 61 uh, tattoos and they are uh, on the the legs, uh, but also um, Mm -hmm. on his uh, left hand, for example. Uh, Mostly he had uh, lines, so we think that these are not ornamental tattoos, because uh, the position of the tattoos correspond to uh, physical problems that the Iceman had. Uh, He suffered, for example, uh, from arthrosis and in the parts of his body where he suffers pain, he has uh, the tattoos. Mm. So do you think they would have been done with, uh, with inserting the ink in with needles or would they have been cuts? Yes, uh, they use probably needles. Uh, we know from this period of the Iceman there are copper needles to make uh, tattoos and as a color they need uh, charcoal. Yeah, that's interesting. Do, do you know if the, these copper needles, would they have been frayed at the end or would they have just been single spikes? These are single spikes. We don't know exactly how, how they used uh, it. Uh, mm, with, um, in some uh, grave yards you find these uh, needles in graves, so we also suppose that uh, the people are um, worked as tattooers, so uh, that's maybe interesting for you. But mm. uh, we don't know exactly how they uh, use it. Well, well uh, I'm sure a couple of people have done some more uh, experimental archaeology on that, so I will research further down that myself. One thing that I can say is that if the needle is very 
fine and it's a single point, then it would take a long time to try and do anything that's going to be that visible on the skin. But if it's more blunt, it will possibly hurt more, but it will make more of a mark. Yes, but they probably, uh, in, the, in this period where the Iceman lived, they probably <clears> used <throat> also bones uh, as needles to make tattoos. So we know from different um, uh, ethnological uh, compar- uh, ethnological um, so now I don't, I don't remember the, the right uh, there are uh, ethnological um, people that uh, works uh, with uh, needles uh, with bone needles or from uh, antlers of uh, of the deer for example so they c- yeah. could use also nat- natural materials to make to you to, to make tattoos yes. nice um so could you uh, tell us a little bit more about what happened in the last few days of his life and how we know some of those things yes uh, that's uh, one of the most interesting uh, things of the iceman but uh, we don't know it exactly we know that the iceman was involved in uh, some battle because he has uh, different uh, injuries for example on his right hand and uh, we know that he was killed up in the mountains where he uh, was found. He was killed by an arrow because uh, in his left uh, shoulder uh, the arrow is uh, still in his uh, body. And uh, mm, he uh, died uh, losing uh, his uh, blood very quickly and uh, his murders left him uh, uh, on the mountain. Do you think um, that the loss of his blood um, is one of the reasons he was preserved so well? Does that have anything to do with that? Uh, probably not. It's the natural environment here where he he died. So he he died on 3,200 meters. There is uh, not so much oxygen. It's cold. Uh, and uh, later on, the glacier preserved him all this uh, time. Uh, and another very important uh, fact is that up there there is a, a, a very dry wind that probably dried uh, the body of the Iceman and that's why he was so well uh, preserved. Yeah, because I've just been curious as to how he was so well preserved. Do you think there's any chance that um, the arrow will be taken out of his back anytime soon? I know there was an attempt to do that recently and they decided not to. Uh, it was decided not to do it because the mummy will be damaged uh, too much, but uh, we don't know, uh, maybe uh, further on uh, it will be done, we don't know it exactly. In the meantime, uh, the um, uh, X-rays and also the CT scans that you can uh, make on a human body are so uh, exactly that uh, probably um, they don't need to do it or we don't know don't need to do it uh, mm. to to extract the the arrow. Is the arrowhead flint? Yes, mm-hmm. it's flintstone. Yeah, it's flintstone. Uh, we don't know uh, we don't know exactly from which types because um, close to the area where he was found, there are some uh, there is flintstone to find. But uh, yes, we have to extract it to know from where the flintstones uh, came. Mm. The um, so I heard that his bag was damaged be, beyond repair when when the, um, he was excavated. 
or when people initially found them, because the, the hikers originally tried to dig them out themselves, didn't they? Yes. Yeah. Uh, the problem is that not uh, that uh, a rescue team, an alpine rescue team, recovered the body after a few days. Uh, after a few days, and no archaeologists, no scientists were uh, they were not present. So obviously they tried to extract him from the ice because uh, the body was smelled only in part, and uh, during this uh, extraction they damaged uh, the body. Uh, another problem is that they uh, dislocated all his uh, um, all his uh, objects and uh, for archaeologists it's very important the uh, location of the, dis the different objects to reconstruct the story of his death but uh, they dislocated uh, most of the things and so it's very hard to also to clear the last uh, hours or days of his life that's, that was going to be my next question as to do we know anything about the distribution of his items around him and and also that he looks um well he looks uh, to be naked in the pictures of, that I see of him so in what state was his clothing and was it on him or around him Yes, the, the clothes were on him. Uh, you see him naked, you see mostly, you, the mummy is naked, yes, but uh, the clothes, all his clothes are exposed also at the museum. Uh, they were recovered in, and then they had to be reconstructed because the condition of the clothes uh, were not so good as, uh, as the condition of the mummy. So uh, to conserve and to expose the clothes they uh, took them off from uh, from the body. For example, his right uh, shoe, he uh, was on the feet, so he was wearing everything. Uh, the only objects that probably the Iceman itself deposited there where he was found was his axe or his bow and his quiver. But the clothes, he wore the clothes uh, in the mountains, it's uh, on 3,200 meters, it could be very cold. So you don't went up uh, naked. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> um, so I heard that his bow was broken. Would that? Do you think that would have happened in his time, or? No, the bow was the, the bow was broken uh, during the recovery. Uh, they tried to uh, pull it out from the ice, and they uh, broke it. <laughs> yeah, I heard that a lot of his other equipment, though, was in quite bad repair. Um, so it seems that, that there was evidence that they had thing, you know, uh, he had tools for repairing some of it. Um, how likely do you think it was that, that he had the skills to be making a lot of his own tools and repairing them? Now, he, he was well equipped to stay for a few weeks uh, in the mountain or, or to, to stay far away from the next village, for example. Uh, the only equipment that he had, or he was uh, trying to repair or to remake his bow, and he was trying to remake also his uh, arrows. Um, and for the rest, he was uh, well equipped to stay uh, away from his village or from his clan for for a week or two weeks. So I heard that there was four different. Um, um four different types of blood from four, in, well, there's four individuals' blood that was on him that was not his. Um, where were these distributed around on him? 
this is an old um, publication uh, made by an, an Australian uh, scientist and in the meantime we, uh, we uh, uh, controlled this uh, the, all his equipment and we saw that there is no blood of other people on his uh, clothes or on his uh, um, on his uh, on his weapons for example so it's a it's a fake news <laughs> ah okay well um, I'd rather I'd rather know that that is the case then but either way it does show that he was in some sort of conflict he has a very deep gash in his right hand and was he hit on the head um, you know because I've, I've heard that he was hit on the head would that have been at his time of death or was it beforehand because I heard there were signs of healing uh, so actually, <clears throat> the um, uh, the scientists are studying this uh, endurance on the on the head. They, it's not clear if it's a post mortem or it have it happens uh, before his death. So um, scientists uh, have dif different opinion, and now uh, next year we will make new CT scans of the mummy with uh, a new machine that had, had a higher resolution than uh, the one used uh, 10 years ago and uh, scientists hope to clear this uh, hit on his head, yes. Okay. Oh, that's good to know. I did see a, a video from when he was defrosted and someone was rooting around in a hole inside of his head to try and scoop out a bit of brain and I don't know, to me it looked a little bit crude in the method that they were removing it like they were moving lots of things around in there that maybe you know it didn't have to be so severe what what do you think on that is is it do you think that um tests that have been done on him in the past have been detrimental to the further study of him or yes you have to consider that this uh, was the first wet mummy uh, found here in the alps so for uh, most of the people it was the first time to um, work on a body that is more than 5,000 years uh, old. And uh, obviously uh, they tried not to, um, to move him too much, to, to handle uh, or to extract too much uh, um, material for, for analysis. And now in the museums I can tell you that the mummy itself will um, not be touched anymore uh, that because normally uh, analysis on the mummy will uh, will be made maybe every 10 years and not not uh, not not, not uh, often than uh, in 10, uh, 10 years so um, we personally at the museum don't handle the, the mummy we don't touch we don't even touch him uh, every month uh, there will be sprayed some uh, water on the mummy for the conservation because it's a wet mummy and uh, he's slowly starting to drying up and so he needs uh, humidity more than our cell where he's preserved can give him and uh, we uh, treat also this body in a museum um, quite uh, sens sensible uh, for example, our visitor, if a visitor don't want to see this human body, um, he 
you don't have to see him. So it's a little, it's apart from the main uh, parcours of the museum. So every visitor can choose if he wants to see a human body or not. I would personally love to see him one day. Is I haven't gotten the chance to come over yet, and obviously times are difficult right now. But it would be, it'd be amazing to get to see him. So we will be here also in the next year. So <laughs> I'm glad to hear. Yeah. So we are still waiting for a new museum. So um, we hope to get a new museum in the next uh, five to ten years, and uh, because we don't have enough space, and so maybe you have the possibility to visit a new museum that we are creating. Nice. So, is there work been done to try and create a new chamber that's going to be better for him then? Uh, at a chamber, a chamber for the Iceman, you. Yeah. So yeah. the the technology actually works. Obviously, uh, there is a continuous uh, research on the conservation of the mummy. Uh, the cell uh, remains now how how it is since we move to a new museum. Right? When we move to a new museum, probably we get also a new cell. Mm -hmm. So what do you think of the chances are that there's other individuals like the Iceman still in the ice up there? And is there any work been done to try and find them? Yes, uh, there are new finds in the valley where the Iceman was found in 1991. So in order to uh, pass this, they found uh, objects, but not uh, human bodies. They found, for example, rest of a leather shoe. So other humans moved up in the mountains, not only the Iceman and not only in the period in which the Iceman lived. So people, local people used these, uh, the mountains were not uh, borders. They crossed the mountains to go to north or from north to south. And in the meantime, we have uh, a huge number of uh, archaeological objects from this area, uh, but not another human body. So it's very difficult. Uh, the conservation of a human body is very uh, difficult uh, because the case of the Iceman is very special. He was uh, lying between two rocks and these rocks um, uh, conserved him from the movement of the glacier. A glacier is always uh, moving and if a body uh, finishes in a glacier, the, the glacier normally destroys uh, the body uh, with his uh, movements. There are other human bodies found here in our area in South Tyrol, but they are from, from the First World War, soldiers from the First World Wars. They are about 100 years old. And a few weeks ago, they recovered an ibex. The ibex is about 400 years old, well preserved. So it's possible that in the next year, new human bodies will be found in the Alps, not only in our area, but in the whole Alps, because the glaciers are melting uh, very fast. For example, in our area, probably in 30 years, we will not have any glacier anymore. It's crazy. Yes, and obviously this means for archaeology that uh, other mummies uh, could be uh, found in the next years. Mm. We don't hope so because uh, we want ice, uh, the Iceman as uh, the main important <laughs> and yeah. oldest army. Yeah. Um, so um, what do you think is the likelihood that uh, uh, the Otzi killed the bear that, was, uh, that made up his hat? 
Yes, it's um, it's the opinion of a, of, of an archaeologist. Uh, it um, it's possible. Yes, he had this hat uh, from uh, bear skin. He had also a part, um, a little part of his shoes is from bear skin. So obviously they killed the bears uh, because they are dangerous uh, and. Uh, in the past, uh, they um, probably made also made also some problems because they came close to to the villages, and so um, it's also to defense the the household animals and the people. Mm-hmm. We have in the meantime uh, the beer um, here in South Tyrol and uh, uh, the local farmers. Uh, want to kill them also, right? but they <laughs> they can't do it. And where do you think Otzi stood? Because I know this is just, um, you're going to be your opinion more than anything, but I'd like to have your opinion on it. Um, where do you think Otzi stood in his, the hierarchy within his society? I uh, We think that he was uh, not a simple farmer, for example, because he never worked very hard, hard in his life. This um, was re- revealed by the anatomical analysis. He had not so many diseases as, for example, a farmer of uh, his age uh, uh, today. And he had his, this copper axe. This copper axe, uh, or the blade of the axe that was made in copper, was a very particular object as in this period. So we have the comparison to uh, grave, uh, to graves from the Copper Age and there only in a few uh, male graves you find a Copper Age. So this means that this must be um, a people, a people or, or Iceman was a person of a higher social rank. Yeah. There's evidence to support that the axe was his because well, he had, um, he had arsenic in his hair uh, you know, due to metalworking, is that correct? That's also an, no. That's also a very old theory. But in the meantime, it's uh, not uh, any. It's it's not uh, updated. So the arsen in, in his hair is not higher uh, as by uh, local normal people. We have a lot of arsen in our water, and probably it uh, came from the water and not from uh, the smelting process. Hmm. I kind of feel like maybe I should have just asked you for firsthand what was fake news I've heard and what was real. No, uh, research changed obviously in the years, that, uh, but uh, people find on internet or also in the books old theories and uh, uh, that's the problem, yes. So is there no sort of levels of arsenic um, in his lungs even that suggest any of this and it's just um, it's old theories? Yeah, it's an old theory, yes. Mm. Oh, right, fair enough then. Well, it's good to know. <laughs> so, um, just before we tie this up then, is, is there any interesting new facts that you could tell us about uh, about Artsy that the general public won't be so aware of? No, I, I spoke about these new CT scans that should be done next year on the mummy itself. On the other hand, my colleague and me, we are part of, this, of the archaeological scientific staff of the museum and we are still working on, uh, my colleague is, for example, working on the copper objects uh, or on the copper eggs of uh, the Iceman. So we found out in the meantime that the uh, copper used for his eggs came from Tuscany. 
so from far away and uh, now uh, they will uh, analyze a lot of copper access in northern Italy to see uh, how uh, the trade of these copper axes was managed uh, for 5,000 years ago. Then I personally work in the area where the Iceman was found. We are searching uh, find sites and try to find out uh, how this high alpine valley was used by humans in the past. And we found a lot of find sites from different periods and uh, we now know that the Iceman was not the first uh, to use this valley and he was also not the last. And uh, um, see, with the research is still going on in the next years and uh, we will see what uh, more we can uh, find out, yes. That's really interesting. Um, the uh, the idea of like the, the copper taking such a journey and and the, the you know obviously just by chance that we found it where it's uh, where it is with him. There's actually um, an ancient copper mine on the mountain I grew up on in uh, on the Great Ormy, Candidno, and um, uh, that had a really profound effect on on northern Europe. Uh, so I'm going to be interviewing them on the in the future and asking them some more questions about whether because I've heard the copper went from North Wales all the way over to Poland at that time so it's it's incredible to think what journeys these metals could have taken in the past yes yes uh, we have also always the opinion that the people in this period were uh, not mobile but the the, the trade was very uh, evol uh, evolved in this period so we, for example, uh, we have uh, close to our area uh, local mines of flintstone and you can find these flintstones in Germany, in France, in Switzerland, in Austria. So they uh, traded these uh, raw materials everywhere. Yes. Incredible. It depends only on the, the quality is important. If the quality of the object of the or of the raw material material is good, everybody wanted to wants to have it. Also in the past, like today, everybody wants to have an iPhone. So <laughs> in all of in all the world, that it's it's the same uh, thing. Wow. Well, uh, Andreas, that was wonderful. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for the invitation. Oh, we are always open uh, for everybody if somebody wants to know something about the Iceman, yes? Well, hopefully at some point we'll just come over and we'll come visit you in person. Yes. Yeah, let me know before when you come to visit our museum. So, uh, if I have the time, I will show you the, the, the museum. I will definitely take you up on that offer. Thank you very much. I'll see you again soon.